Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. I am going to be joined today, as I am every week, by professional better Simon Hunter. Simon, boy, do I have a bone to pick with you. It is going to be contentious and very uncomfortable. So why don't you just get the niceties out of the way, say hello to your fans, and then get ready to defend yourself. Hello, fans. Uh, a reminder, last year, professional better Simon Hunter joined the pod. He offered season-long pick'em contest advice every single week. This year, we are taking it a step further. He joined the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. And every single week, we are going to decide together, optimum word together, what picks he should put in. He will also offer top-notch insight into how professional bettors break down games and what they look for, because we're going to talk about every single game every single week. But you will also get lessons in game theory, strategies to outwit opponents, et cetera. Here's the recap for last week, Simon. Are you ready? I'm ready, we buddy. Went, we went two and three in the contest. Two and three, and it was a goddamn gut punch. You know why? Tell me. Our listeners may recall that on this podcast, on this very podcast, I have to look at my notebook, this very podcast, you and I both decided there were a bunch of teams that we loved. We loved the Chicago Bears. That didn't work out. Correct. We loved the Miami Dolphins. That didn't work out. We loved the Baltimore Ravens. That one worked out. But we also loved the Philadelphia Eagles, and we loved the Cleveland Browns. And yet, yet, Sunday morning, I'm getting a text. There's no Browns. There's no Eagles. We got the freaking Jacks. And we also got the Bills, which was nice. The Bills make me wanna What happened? <laughs> And just so people know online, I'm just trolling people when I said that Chad made me put the Browns, I mean, the Bears and over the Browns. Like people think that you, you're picking half the slate. And it's, it's honestly, it's just a mutual thing. If, if, if Chad here says he likes the Bears last week and I like them too, we're going to have him in. If he comes in and says he likes the Dolphins, I think there's good value on that. We'll put it in. They lost and yeah, it hurt. But like, Chad didn't make me put those in. I, I'm with him. I agreed. I thought they were good lines. So like we talked Sunday morning. We were weighing options, and we just didn't feel like dealing with the Browns or the Lions. So we left those two out. With the Eagles, I did believe in it. I liked the number, and I had a lot of money on that number and the money. Like I talked about in the podcast last week, I really thought that was a good spot for the Eagles. But I outthought it, and I thought to myself, well, the Jags are coming in here on 10 days rest against a team that's been on the road and they're all beat up in the Bengals. And that was on me. I I, I kind of stopped out in Burrow. Burrow is just a cover machine. He's 4-0 now covering, which we talked last week. There's regression coming for a lot of these teams, but it's not happening yet. So it hurt last week. But like I said, if our bad weeks are two and three, we're, we're, we'll be all right as long as we have these winning weeks. And the guy that's leading the competition right now, he's 16-4. and four. So we're literally four back of him. So I'm, I'm not getting too worried yet. If we were below 500, I'd, be, I'd, I'd probably be panicking a little bit right now. But we got some cushion. We, we're consistent. We don't have – when we have a bad week, it's not a terrible week. So I'm excited for these next couple of weeks here. Like me and you, we both – we have a bunch of games we love. And that's the hardest part is getting it down to five and not second-guessing us on our, bad, our good reads and our bad reads. So we missed on some last week, but that's what this week we'll, we'll bounce back. All right. As a reminder – as we do every single week, and we're going to do this at the end of this episode too. 
Go to our iTunes page and review the podcast using the phrase, are you ready, Simon? Simon says, I'm sorry. Use the phrase, (laughs) Simon says, I'm sorry. And if we like your review and it's a five-star review, we will randomly choose it and you will win a free Action Network hoodie. We will announce last week's winner at the end of this show. And it's a doozy. Like it is a doozy of a review. It brings in everything that we love. It's got old time references. It's got the catchphrase, the phrase that pays. It's got comments about you. It's, it's a bit, <laughs> might take up the whole podcast. Here's the good news. Here's the good news, Simon. This Thursday night, as I look at the uh, odds at the Action Network, you can get all the data, everything I talk about it uh, on the podcast, Action Network app. It's free. Download it, actionnetwork.com. Go to our odds pages Anything, da, 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 everything you need to get all the data, all the information, all the updated lines. All right. Thursday night football. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the best three and one team in the history of the NFL, the Chicago Bears. Bears are three point underdogs at home. Let me remind you what is the theory that we always go for? Bet bad teams at home in a short week when they're underdogs. I'm looking at the updated line. We got it at five and a half for the Bears at home. Five and a half. That's right. Um, Five and a half right now. You're right at DraftKings. I apologize. So everyone is backing the Buccaneers. And Nick Foles laid a giant egg last week. It's it's hard to defend the Bears because I watched like we both had that game and I was watching a lot of it. And man, they had so many opportunities. There's so many drop balls. There's just so many things where they would putter out on third down. People are going to come in here. They're going to be big, big on the Buccaneers. And if you're, you're telling me there's a Thursday night team, a home dog that's got a good, good quarterback, a good defense and just had a down week last week, looked a little rusty. I'm going to take the Bears here. and I'm going to take the five and a half. And I think by game time, this is this number is going to go down because I think the Sharps are going to join me on that. You know what I want to ask you about in this contest? Do we lock in? So if you and I decide, okay, we want to bet the Bears at five and a half, do we put that pick in now or do we wait until Sunday? And like, how do we end up getting this number? The way they've been doing it is like the old school, like the way the Super Contest or Circuit does it is it locks in. So after the show or tomorrow morning, usually they put the numbers out. So that's why people like complain. They say, oh, I don't get these lines. It's like, well, when we do this show, these are the lines. And when they put those lines out, those are the lines that are on DraftKings. Like they might get moved after they put the lines up, but that's that's literally the lines we play is the ones they hang when they put the lines out. So I don't know how it works that if we take the Bears, I don't think it would lock in our whole slate. I think we'd still be able to switch other teams in and out, but I'm not sure because we haven't played a Thursday yet. And this is my only uh, this is my only ticket in this competition. So it could be risky, but... We, we can put that aside, but I do love this bear spot so much because in, in my opinion, like you said, the number should have been it opened at three or three and a half. Yeah. That's what this game should be. The Buccaneers are looking great. They should be favored by a field goal on the road here against a team that puttered out last week, but we're getting really good value here on the Bears. Yeah, I agree. We are getting good value on the Bears and the Bears defense played pretty well. And Phillip Rivers here, while we've been ripping them all season long, like he did well enough to win that game, obviously, and played significantly better than Nick Foles, who could not hit an out to save his life. He was just so incredibly inaccurate. It was just so frustrating. Wow. Can we go in for a Thursday night game? We'll consider that. Here's my other question for you that is a technical betting question right now. 
Do you feel like you're betting these games earlier in the week or are you waiting longer? Are lines moving more aggressively this season? Are betters more aggressive? Like, tell me about your philosophy here. So say in a normal week, if I have 100% of like what I know, I'm going to bet that week on the table. And a normal year, I always take 25% of that and I'll bet all of that on Sunday and Monday. Those are like the days I try to hit early lines where I'm seeing value and I think the lines are going to move against it. For this season, I've switched it up where um, I've been waiting for something to happen with the COVID outbreak on a team. So I've been doing a lot more teasers, a lot more two-team teasers, three-team teasers. Oddly enough, on our last week, all five of our picks hit in teasers. So like a lot of people that I talked to, I tell them to play. I said, just play two at a time, our picks together and tease them. And of course, like they've been hitting for people. I think we only have two games out of all of our picks that haven't hit on teasers so far. I'll do two teamers. I'll do three teamers. And this week depends on the books, even offshore books and uh, legalized books. They took down the Chiefs bets. So like if I got really good value on the Chiefs at six and a half and I got it down to half a point or I just took it straight up, a lot of the books took it down or they left the teaser up, but like gave me worse juice. Same ad with Pittsburgh. I put out early in the week. I like the Pittsburgh. It was like eight and a half with the Rams at five and a half and the Ravens, I think at five and a half. And they took out the Pittsburgh and they left up my bet with just those two teams in it with the juice. So it's annoying, but they can do that, the books, because it is technically a change of date and time. And that's in the fine print of any ticket you get. It says pretty much of the change, the time, the date, the location, we can get rid of the, the bet. So I'm trying to navigate it, but I'm not putting nearly as much as I used to early in the week. All right, let's get into the uh, let's get into the early games. The first game on the schedule for one o'clock. The Bengals plus 13 and a half at DraftKings. They are visiting uh, the Ravens. The Ravens who beat the Redskins by 14 and probably could have beat them by 24. At least. They gave up two. They gave up 10 garbage points. This is going to be one of those where like, this is going to be a public dog. With Cincy at this big of a number, most people have won on Joe Burrow. We were, like we talked about earlier, we like Joe Burrow. He's fun to root for. He's a, he's a cool dude. When's it going to run out? They're 4-0 right now against the spread. So it's a tough spot where, like, me personally, I'm going to bet the Ravens here and try to fade this rookie QB after winning at home and feeling good all week, where the Ravens just usually beat up on crappy teams. It was the same logic last week where I had no problem taking the Ravens and putting them in a lot of parlays and bets together. So this is another week where I'm going to back the Ravens. And I know we don't like taking these big these big favorites. So we can put them on the side, but I wouldn't hate come game time that we put them in. So that's a tricky number, right? Because that game, we got it at 12 and a half, but by the time it closed, it was at 14. So you pushed if you ended up betting on the Ravens against the Redskins. It's like that to the conversation we were just having, you got to be ready to bet when you see a number that you like and you have a strong opinion. I think I agree with you on this. And I think I agree that I'm looking at the number right now. Like, there is so much Bengals love. There is so much Joe Burrow love. You almost have to break down who he's done it against, right? And, exactly. And the Ravens do not play down to the level of their opponent. They play incredibly well, and then they got beat by a really good team uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think they could destroy this team. I think they they might actually kill Joe Burrow. <laughs> and I think it's like a another position of the Bengals that if this number was 14 and a half, 14, I'd probably stay away. But if it keeps coming down and people keep betting it, we can get it at 13, 12 and a half. Like you're saying, 
I don't mind taking that number because that, that gives us some coverage if there is a chance of a weird extra missed like point or a lot of teams are going for two now. So it just gives me more coverage. Yeah, that's insane, by the way. How many teams are going for two right now? Like the Eagles opened up going for two. By the way, 57% of the bets so far are on the Cincinnati Bengals, which is astonishing, which means it honestly means let's hope the number goes down. I'm not going to bet that yet. I'm going to wait for it to go down a little. All right, we might get a little lucky on that one. The Eagles going for two, you know, right out of the gate the other night. That just felt like Doug Peterson knows his team is in dire straits. They got to get points on the board. They got to get some confidence going. That's a guy who's comfortable in his job. And he's like, just screw it. Let's, let's be the best we can be right now. But it is amazing how aggressive teams are being, how much more often teams are going for it on fourth. There is never a game that I'm, I'm spewing everything that's in my head right now. There's never a game that it feels like your cover is safe. I've been doing these bets for a long time, but you can bet on a lot of sites for the first half. You can bet if it's going to be a tie or you can pick each side money line. Could you get better odds on the money line? I've been doing that a lot because a lot of times these teams are going with weird numbers and missed extra points that you can cover these money lines by one point like I did with the Eagles in that game for the first half. So that's something to be on the lookout for betting. You can get good value on betting those. Second game, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons played last night, got beat up again. They are, uh, it looks like, three-point favorites at home. Hmm. It almost feels like a trap to me. You know I hate betting the Falcons, and I bet them, I bet them it's Tuesday afternoon. I bet them last night against the Packers. You know I hate betting the Falcons, and we've loved betting the Panthers so far this year. But this feels a little bit trappy to me. I'm walking to a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. Yeah, it was good last week. We talked in the pod. We had liked the Cardinals. And as the week went on, of course, my guys from Vegas reach out and they go, you're stepping in it. I go, all right, let me look at it again. And and you do look at the numbers in the Cardinals, their offense. I went back and I watched a bunch of their games from week 13 to 17 last week. You can see how they're doing weird. I don't know why he's doing it, but he's throwing everything underneath now. They're not really pushing it downfield. The run scheme is weird in the sense that he's running on downs like first down all the time, which he wasn't really doing last year. He was taking high percentage downfield throws on first down. The Carolina, that was definitely the right side. As we saw, the number kept coming down. We, we got scared off of it and we moved off Carolina, uh, the Cardinals last week. So this week, the Panthers are now two straight wins on a team that we know their defense isn't that good. They, they've been playing well, but they're young. And Quinn still isn't fired. And the number was weird when it opened at three and a half. And I knew everyone was going to be on that number. So I was like, I'm just going to wait to bet the Falcons, especially after last night's loss. So I would be with you here. I would take the Falcons, but I would have to wait and see what the deal is with Julio. Because he went out last night. He, I think he had like 10 snaps or something like that. And he was done. And I don't know, Calvin Ridley, I love the kid, but he just, he was gone last night. He didn't do anything. And it makes me a little nervous where he could be taken away. And then what are we left with on the Falcons? An old Todd Gurley and a third receiver. And Hurst at tight end. So we can wait on that number, but I do like the Falcons here. Yeah, well, there's a couple things here, right? Number one, uh, a reminder, if you ever want to have job security, just go work at Home Depot. Because if Arthur Blank hasn't fired Dan Quinn at this point, like think of what you would have to do at Home Depot to get fired. I can't even imagine. We'll continue that theme throughout the year until Dan Quinn is actually let go. Number one. Number two, Julio Jones did not look good. He was limping around. I don't even, they, they were bringing scrubs off the street in the middle of the game to play against Aaron Rodgers in the defensive backfield. That was terrible. Calvin Ridley is very much on the path to being the Matt Ryan of wide receivers. 
And what I mean by that is he is a guy who only racks up big numbers in games that don't mean anything in times that don't mean anything, except they look amazing at the end of the game. He is like going to go down as the greatest fantasy receiver of all time. So let's stay away from that game for now. And let's wait. Even then, even when the number gets good, we don't want any part of that game. I'm with you. Uh, let's see. Bill's Titans is not on the board yet. We just don't know what's going on with the Titans. We have good signs, uh, a lot of negative tests, but there's no, uh, there's no number. So then we get a Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Kansas city chiefs 1 PM in Kansas city, three games in 11 days for the Kansas city chiefs that have a horrendous rushing defense going up against Josh Jacobs, a tremendous passing defense against Derek Carr, who's, He's done okay this year. Yeah. And I think they blown out. It, you do. It, I think it's it's one of these every year I always take the Raiders in this spot against Mahomes because it's always a big number like this, and I never cover. I might once a blue moon, but it, it's not profitable taking teams against the Chiefs. And, like, last night I stared at that minus 11 and a half for about an hour, and I just said, all right, screw it. I'm just going to do the adjusted line and just bring it down to six because I was just so scared of Belichick and how big of a number it was. And I can't take the Chiefs here where Derek Carr, like, yeah, I know he didn't look great last week, but when they're, when they're healthy on offense, they're good, and he's not turning the ball over. The public's all going to probably end up on this Vegas number because it is so big, and the Raiders haven't looked terrible like last week, I know you can think they looked terrible. But they just had injuries. And it was just one of those where it snowballed. And like they went three and out. Josh Allen just took it down the field and scored. So the, the Bills are just humming. So we're going to stay away from this one, but I'll, I'll probably end up on the Raiders and hate myself. What would it take you to bet the Chiefs here? So like I had this at minus 10. So like I would have taken the Chiefs if it was anything around there. This number, like I don't mind taking the Chiefs here. It's under two touchdowns. And we've seen how for these good teams, as long as you're under 14, it's been holding true. And a lot of these teams don't have him again backdoor that's at that big of a number. But just like with the Rams last week, it makes me a little nervous taking these big numbers against teams where they have a comparable offense. Like the Raiders, they can score. So it just makes me a little nervous on that number that big. Yeah. What is your number on the Bengals-Ravens? And what is your number on the Bears-Bucks? So the Bears-Bucks, I had it at three. I had Tampa minus three. And with the Ravens, I got it again at minus 14. That's what the only thing that makes sense with the Ravens. They're they're kind of getting me. They're trapping me in there with that thirteen and a half. It's like, oh, that's really nice of them. Give me that. So it, it makes me a little nervous with that one. Uh, all right, Eagles uh, visiting the Steelers. Steelers getting back on the field. They are getting a lot of the bets. They're more than touchdown favorites. Seven, seven and a half. Getting a lot of the bets right now, which makes sense. Like people not yet buying into the Eagles, which which I can believe. Let me see if I have an opinion on this. Do I have a snap opinion on this game? Yes, give me the Steelers. And this is going to be a Joe's versus pros. This is like classic where the Steelers are healthy. They just had a bye week. Eagles' whole offensive line has pretty much been replaced. They're At one point there, the only starter they had left was the center. So I can't not take the Eagles here at seven and a half. And it's just such a letdown game for the Steelers where – Oh. They've had a week off. They're going to come out slow, and, and it's going to come down to the very end. And I, I could see the Steelers coming, covering seven, but I love, the, I love the extra hook with the seven and a half with the Eagles. No, no, <laughs> no. Here's why. This game probably should have been, if the Steelers had played this past week, they're beating the Titans. That's just me saying it. 
they'd be a much bigger favorite over the Eagles at this point. And I feel like you're only, you're getting a little bit of value like on the Steelers because the Eagles finally won a game and it was in prime time and they beat up on the Niners. You should, what's your number here? You should make this number nine. That's what it should be. No, I honestly, I had it at four and a half. And then after the injuries to the Eagles on uh, the Sunday night game, I moved it to six. I'm with you. Look, this is an easy play. The Steelers should kill these guys. But are like, are we still, sh- are we sure the Steelers are good? Like who have they played? Go through who they played. So that's one of those where I'm going to back the Eagles here and think I need to see the Steelers prove it to me. Uh, they're not playing the Giants. They're not playing Houston. They're not playing these teams that we've already seen. They're not that good. So I'm going to back the Eagles here and I'm going to let the public come in on the Steelers. All right, fine. We'll take the Eagles. <laughs> I just want to make the money. I want, That's all I want. to That's make all I want. the money. I don't have pride of authorship here. I got opinions. If you tell me I'm wrong, we're going to go in the other direction. That's all there is to it. Boy, the Rams, man, I knew the Giants were the right side of that game the other day. And I let somebody else talk me into taking the Rams. And I'm like, well, this is just dumb. Like the Rams are not the Chiefs. They're not the Ravens. They're not the team that you can bet a big number against. And sure enough, it's exactly what happened. And now they're visiting Washington. The Washington football team looks like they are at DraftKings eight and a half point favorites. What's your number here? Yeah, it seems like the public's with you. I had this game at seven for the Rams. It opened at nine and a half with the football team. And basically people back in Washington are, I think they're still believing in Haskins and that they could keep this close that the Rams aren't as good as people think they are. And that like that Giants game was just funky. Like it was the same thing with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is missing wide open guys. So is golf. Golf was just off in that game. So I'm, I'm going to bet on a bounce back spot here and keep fading the football team. I'll take the Rams. Hopefully it gets to seven. So I get good value, but it's at seven and a half right now. So we might want to put the Rams on our list. Yeah, especially if the line keeps coming down. Just for everything I've seen from Washington, they're, they're banged up on their interior and you can run on them. And that's like the same reason I liked the Rams last week. They're a running team. So if, you can get, if they get it turned on the ground, that's when golf really takes off. So I'm going to back them here and this, take this number, even though it's, it's high. It's a high number to be back in the Rams on the road with, especially coming across country. I will, but, let's wait and see if it comes down a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. On Sunday morning. You and me, two adults in partnership together, we're going to make a collective decision about whether or not the Rams or the Eagles <laughs> end up making our top five. I need another opinion. What is your take on the Rams' new uniforms? I like them, but honestly, I, I've, I've liked the Chargers uniforms better. Uh, yeah. They've gone back to the classic, the powder blues. So it, it's, it's tough competition with them there, but I don't hate it. I know people hate it on the logo. I don't mind it. I like it all. I think their uniforms look great. I think the new color blue in the helmet looks great. I actually think the logo's fine. I'm a fan, but it's becoming a contentious conversation in my house with my <laughs> 13 year old son on uh, who's uh, you know running the uniform code here. Cardinals visiting the New York Jets, six and a half point favorites. I mean, this is a stay away from me. It's it's Kyler Murray. You, you mentioned it earlier. He's kind of running around a lot and seems to have lost some of the mojo that made us so excited when he was a 14 to one, you know, when the odds were 14 to one for him to win the MVP. He did not look good this past week against a very bad Lions team. Yeah. And I know Vegas, they're trying to scare me off again. I'm done being scared by them versus Jets team. I'm done. I will take for the rest of the year. I will take whatever team they're going against. I don't care if it's the most public play of the week. I'm done with the Jets. Everything I've seen. They're poorly coached. 
even when they're not giving up first downs on defense, they're giving it up because they do stupid penalties. I can't take the Jets anymore. So I don't care if it's a trap. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Give it to me six and a half. I'm happy with it. Oh, no. Yeah, we can keep out of competition because it's such a trap, but I'm I'm betting it. Well, here's a question for you. Do you feel like you bet every game? It's like, it depends on the games. Like, like I talked about earlier, like in Jersey now, that's why I think it's the Mecca of gambling. We have like 21 or 22 apps on your phone you can do now. And then I can drive across the bridge and use another 12 or 13 apps in PA. So like I gave out a bet last night on Twitter that I thought was really safe. I probably did that on the bet I gave out, probably did it on 15 sites. And then I went across the bridge and I did it on 10 sites. So I'll just put a thousand on each one and spread it around instead of just going on one site and loading up and popping up on their radar. Because the more you win, the books, they're going to beat you off. They're, they're here to win. So that's what I do. I just really spread it around. But when it comes to every game embedding, it's like, it's small. Certain games, like I barely even touch. And I could be dead wrong and be like mad at myself that I had a perfect read on the game. But I'll just stay away because it's things I don't trust. Like that Houston and uh, Vikings game last week, I might have had like $200 total on that game because I didn't want to even touch it. So there's certain games where I'll... I'll bet on it just because my system says there's value there, and I just always want to make a little profit here and there. But, yeah, it's, it's very different where one game might be 1% and another the game might be 20% of my bankroll. So it fluctuates. All right. So last night you just said that you went around and on about 15 or 20 different apps bet $1,000 each on the same game. It was a parlay. So I, didn't, uh, I took the Chiefs down to five and a half, and yeah. I took Green Bay up to four and a half. So I paid anywhere from – Minus like 125 to minus 150, depending on the site. So like what time I got the line at. Like, yeah, I'm cool with putting a lot on that because in my system, like when I put the numbers in, the the Chiefs not covering that by six points only had a 5% chance of happening. The Green Bay losing by more than four and a half points last night had less than a 3% chance of happening. So like when I do those big bets, it's because I'm just playing percentage where it's saying, you're getting crazy good value here alternating these lines. That's why I'll take that value. But like every week, I don't really load up on bets like that. Like I like to spread it around just in case I am reading it wrong. But then you ended up having like a huge chunk of change on those games last night, even if the odds weren't that great, minus 125, minus 150. But then you made a freak load of money last night. Yeah, I tried to like people were saying that they're like, oh, they're like, I'm shocked you do like the juice that high, the big that high. And it's like, if I I think I'm going to win, and it's like crazy good value. Like if you come to me and you said, hey, this team's money line's minus 200, zero chance they lose, I'll ride with you. If, if it's like a great read and I agree with it, like I don't mind putting, I don't know, 2,000 down to win 1,000. That's no problem to me as long as it's the winner. Because I bet so many dogs and money lines that it just eats away at the juice of these numbers, especially long term. It's, it's one of those things I don't mind, like mind. Because people always ask me why I don't buy points. I don't buy points because that's a stupid way to lose money on a VIG. Like instead of me losing a bet where I took whoever plus three and a half or minus three and a half and buying it down to three, I just lose at 110 or 115. Like those do add up. That's why you, you should never buy numbers. You should just play the number as is. Yeah. Look, money management and sort of how to shop is one of the most important things you can think about as a better. Uh, it's something that we talk about constantly at Action Network. We have so many tools that make you think about that our entire site, our entire app is set up to give betters in legal states the best opportunity to shop for the best lines that are available everywhere. Right. And like we talk all the time, you have the power, you have the control. So when I'm on here saying I'm betting every game, don't get it wrong. There's games I load up on. That's what makes me money is like, I don't have to bet the five games we pick in this contest. I could just load it up on the Bills and the Ravens. 
I had a great weekend. So it's one of those where you pick and choose your spots and you, that's why it's so important to have a system or something. Cause when you see these big number discrepancies, it gives you so much confidence in making those bets where if you don't, you're just betting the same unit every week. It's really hard to grind out those wins. Cause every week you're going to have bad weeks and you're not gonna have that many good ones. So you really have to pick and choose people. All right, so we're passing on the Jets and the Cardinals. I'm looking at the next game here. It's the Jags visiting the Bill O'Brien-less Texans. Last, last night, my uh, my 13-year-old, we were watching the games, and he went to uh, the NFL memes handle on Instagram, and it was one of those four boxes. That yeah. Says, it's so cool when dudes stand in front of the stuff they've destroyed and it's got like, you know, Will Smith in front of something he's destroyed. And then it's got Bill O'Brien standing in front of the Texans logo. I don't even want to tell you how much money I lost, but I had three head coaches I bet big on to be fired. And it worked out where I just needed one of them to hit. And I was going to make a nice little profit. And it was so stupid of me not to look at the schedule and say, this guy might start 0-3, 0-4, and he'll get fired. But I just didn't think like, the guy has been letting, the owner has been letting him like burn his team down. Yeah. trading all their draft picks and their best players away. And he, he never stepped in. So I was like, nah, there's no way Bill O'Brien gets fired. And man, was I wrong. But uh, so did you put the money on? I have a ton on Gase. I have a ton on uh, Quinn. Last of all, I had a bunch on McCarthy for the Cowboys. Yeah. Because I really thought early in the year, I was like, man, if, if Jerry, if they start bad, Jerry's going to get rid of him quick and just give the keys to Kellen Moore. And it's been going as planned. The offenses look great and the rest of the team's been crap. But I, I don't think I don't think it matters now because I already lost that. But but uh yeah, for this game, I like back in teams that just fired their head coaches. It's usually one of those where the team bounced back, like they they hated the coach, they feel more freedom, they feel more loose. The coordinator's taking over. And from what we've seen from the Jags, they've been letting us down. That last week, that was a prime game that at, at worst we should have covered that plus three and a half. They came on the second half just flat and they got bullied. And I'm looking at it here where it's down to six and a half now for Houston. And the majority of the public bets are coming in on the Jags. So that gives you more confidence that Houston's probably going to be the right side this week. And that's a really good number to take with them. Six and a half. Why do we like teams after they fire their coaches? I agree with you. I, I, I always love teams after they fire their coaches. I should go into our bet labs and figure out like what the, the precedent the historical precedent is on how teams do against the spread the week that they fire their coaches, but like new quarterbacks and new coaches always give me a little bit of a pause betting against. I'm with you on that. I don't know the exact numbers, but I feel like that's just something embedded in gamblers. It's like, Oh, a new head coach, take it. <laughs> so I'm with you. Uh, all right. Dolphins visiting the Niners. Dolphins look like eight point underdogs. Boy, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, man. Like, We've put a lot behind Ryan Fitzpatrick so far this year. <laughs> we really have. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. We have invested emotionally. We have invested spiritually. And we have invested financially. And they don't have the same sort of edge that they had last year. Like the value is certainly not there that it was, that was there last year. But eight points against this 49ers team. There we go. Say it. That's value. It is. I, don't, I hate being the guy that's like, oh, we got unlucky on our bets last week. But it's like, how are you going to kick four field goals against Russell Wilson? What are we doing here? If, if my team is in the red zone, I'm playing Russell Wilson, 
I'm either going for it on fourth down to keep trying to get touchdowns or I'm going to just give it back to him because three points does nothing against this guy. It was brutal. He's, he ripped our soul out last week, Russell Wilson, because the they had that they had that back door all lined up, Miami, and he just put a bomb down the field, went down the field and scored another touchdown. I go, nope, I'm Russell Wilson. I, I'm going for MVP this year. You're not getting no back door on me. So I would back Miami. I like that number. That's a big number. I know that they can be run on, and that's what the 49ers do really good. But just like what we saw with the Eagles, there's just too many replacements. Like, yeah, Kittle might kill us, and – that's going to hurt. We know what it is with, with Fitzmagic. He's going to have down weeks and he's going to have up weeks. So I'll take this big number and I'll back the Dolphins, but we can put them aside and don't have to put them in right now for a competition. We'll make a question about that. Do you feel like watching some of these games, and this, this was definitely true on Sunday, in the last two minutes of the first half, I felt like maybe four games had garbage points in the final two minutes that ultimately had an impact on the spread in the, in a bad way for me. Yeah. I'm honestly though, that's normal. Like, especially the more you do this, it's just, it's just mathematical that the two minute drill teams are tired at the end of the first half, especially these teams with the no real preseason. Um, I saw some crazy stat. Their car is like money in the two minute drill. He, he's, he scored on every two minute drill possession he's had this year. So like we said with the no fans, the no crowd noise with these teams, it's really been benefiting these offenses like everyone's seen with all these overs. And it's just another one of those where these road teams, they're I'm starting to favor them more because it really doesn't matter with no fans. These silent counts, you can do whatever you want as an offense on the road. It's, it's really starting to factor into a lot of these games. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys-Giants, Cowboys favored by nine and a half. Dude. You have to do it. Uh, come on. That's a terrible idea. It is, I know. It is a terrible idea. There, we need a new rule. We need a new rule that you can't <laughs> bet on Danny Dimes. Let's hear it for Danny Dimes. It's my city. I'm the king of New York. Because he's just Danny Fumbles. How many times did he fumble? in this game, even though he didn't lose the fumbles. Like I know. every time red zone switched to Danny Jones, he was getting sacked and the ball was falling out of his hand and he happened to fall on top of it. The problem with betting on these bad teams is we are betting on such bad quarterbacks. It is like, <laughs> you need to be perfect to win these I, games. I hate doing it and I hate backing them here. But like we talked last week with the Cowboys they're losers. And I know they played good teams here and like, maybe that's what's catching me here, but I can't believe the public are coming in. I, I guess I get it because the giants are so bad, but they're, they're taking the Cowboys minus nine and a half. It's, it's blowing my mind here. It's like, who can this defense stop? I know I'm with you. I'm like thinking about it now. The giants are so bad. I don't know why I love this line so much. Like I have it at seven, seven and a half. So like I'm getting a ton of value here on the giants in a divisional game. Against the Cowboys, who, yeah, their offense is incredible. And maybe that's what I'm misreading here is that they're going to get scores and the Giants with terrible Daniel Jones. They'll, they'll just get stops themselves because they can't complete their down passes. So I'm with you. We can stay away. Uh, but I, I cannot bet the Cowboys minus nine and a half. You're going to, so you're going to bet this game regardless. Yeah. Like I'm going to take the Giants money line. That's how much I don't believe in this Cowboys team right now. Wow. I, I think something's wrong with them. 
in a normal year, if they had a pack house, this is a great spot for the Cowboys. This is that they should kill the Giants here. But I, I'm going to trust that with the sparse fans down in Dallas and the Giants been playing. They play better on the road than they do at home. They've covered twice this year and both times it's been on the road. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride that trend. I'm going to take the Giants here. You are going to take the Giants who are scoring about three and a half points a game. With a with a quarterback who can't convert a third down unless he's lucky enough to fumble the ball forward. And you've got them going on the road, even in a 17,000 person, you know, fan capacity against a quarterback who has thrown for more yards in the first four games than any quarterback in NFL history, who is against a team that is desperate for a win. Desperate. And this Giants team is terrible defensively. And you're telling me you will bet the money line in this game. What is the money line on this game right now? So it's nine and a half. So I'm guessing it's like 320. It's off the top of my head. But this is like I, I every week I do money line parlays. And we talked about like I really like the Browns and the Eagles last week. So I put their money lines together. So you like those are you get insane odds on these big money lines. So I'll put a grand it's to win 10 grand. And then I'll just wait live watching the game like of the 49ers and the Eagles. And you just hedge live. So say the Eagles, I forget what point it was, but they got up, um, I think it was a touchdown. That's when I just take the 49ers at seven and a half or eight plus, uh, plus eight as a dog and try to hit the middle. So with this week, like, we haven't got to the games yet. Like the Vikings money line with like the Chargers money line. Those are kind of things like I'll stack those. Like you in your wild streams go, oh, there's no way the Chargers will beat the Saints. And there's no way the Vikings who just got their first win are going to beat the unbeatable Russell Wilson. But these are just games where the lines have gotten so high because these teams are so undervalued that if I just hit these kind of money line parlays just three times in a season, I've doubled my, I've doubled that original bankroll or tripled it. So I, I don't want to steer people wrong here. I would not recommend to anybody listening here to uh, take the Giants money line. But this is one of those where I, I think I'm getting an extra two and a half numbers of value and that goes into the money line. So I'm going to take that just because I think there's value on it. All right. By the way, the number on the money line right now is uh, plus 350. Giants plus 350. Uh, all right. Let's, the, the Broncos Patriots game is not posted right now. So I cannot talk about that game. I apologize. I got a couple of tweets from people saying, hey, you got to talk about all the games. This one, I can't. There's no number up right now unless you're seeing something, but I'm not seeing a number. Yeah. And like if... I get it. Like the people want us to talk about these games. Like, what can we really do without knowing who's playing without lines up? So I'm with them on that on Twitter. You can reach out to either of us and we'll give you our opinions um, later in the week on it, obviously. But for right now, my only advice would be everyone's going to take the under. So I'll take the over. And I, I have nothing else about that game. Both teams are banged up and hurt. Whatever it opens at, say it's Hoyer standing at QB. I'll probably end up on the Patriots after a bad loss, them to bounce back. But I can't I can't honestly tell you what to do with this game. All right. I got to give everybody a reminder. Uh, go rate and review the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Use the phrase that pays. Simon says, I'm sorry. And if we choose that very creative review, then you will win next week a free Action Network hoodie. And we will uh, announce the winner of this week's free Action Network hoodie. At the end of the show, getting to the end of the slate here mm -hmm. in the last 425 games, the last 425 game, we've got the uh, Indianapolis Colts visiting the Cleveland Browns. Colts are three-point favorites on the road. Woo-wee! Wow. 77% of the money so far coming in on the Colts, but 53% of the bets. So right now, when you've got money on one side, reminder, money on one side, bets on the other side, 
that tends to mean pros on the one side, which in this case is the Colts, Joe's on the Browns. Simon. Yeah, I get what they're seeing here. The, the pros are coming in because the Colts have been good to them. They're a well-coached team, solid on both sides of the ball, and Phillip Rivers has kept it together. And we're going against the Cleveland team now who's – I mean, that must be their first back-to-back double-digit wins in a long time. I know the Cowboys came back there and kind of made it a game, and I don't know if 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 I'm just reading this wrong or if I'm overthinking it, but I just – I'm just waiting for the the floor to fall out on this Colts team. It's Rivers plays with fire. Every time he throws the ball, his arm looks like a noodle arm. And other times he puts it right on the dime on a guy up the sideline. And I'm going to back the Browns here. I'm not going to be happy about it. I, I'm going to kick myself for it. But I, I'm I'm going to trust that the, the Browns can play well at home. The Colts, after back-to-back road games, are going to lay an egg here. Well, look, this is a strength versus strength, right? I mean, even without Nick Chubb, the Browns have a really great – rushing offense best in football x x best in football statistically they're executing at an incredibly high level yeah and the colts meanwhile they've got the best rushing defense and not just that but like the best scoring defense so a browns team that has scored 30 points three straight weeks first time in 50 years the cleveland browns have done that going (laughs) against a, a very very strong scoring defense and a very strong rushing defense I get why the professionals are back in the Colts here, which is why it makes me incredibly nervous that you like the Browns. Yeah, and I can see that too because historically, the good run defense will stop the good run offense. Yeah. I'm with you. We can stay away. But yeah, I do. I just like the Browns here because I'm banking on their offense being able to outproduce the Colts. But with all the injuries to the Browns secondary, I guess I guess you're right. I guess we can just put this on the side. All right, Philly, right there. You sounded like you were directly from the center of Philadelphia, the the Browns offense. Seahawks minus seven at home against the Vikings, desperate for a win, looking like crap. Their defense. Talk about banged up. This is going to be a stay away for me. You're going to have to convince me on this one because it's either, for me, it's either the Seahawks or a stay away because this, this Vikings defense is, is in tatters. Yeah, you're, I'm with you on that. And like the, the, what I like about this game is just the fact that Seattle is undefeated. They're undefeated against the spread too. So I'm, I'm just playing the numbers that they're due for a letdown. Thought we were going to get it last week. All the things were there for it to be a letdown, but the Dolphins didn't capitalize. So, yeah, we can stay away, but I'll play Minnesota plus seven and a half. Well, I mean, when you say that, it's like, why would I not want to be doing what you're doing with my money? Do you know what I mean? Because like I told you in the podcast, I overthink our five picks like you wouldn't believe it. Like I'm up Saturday night late. I should be thinking about my clients and my own bets. But I'm like, man, these five, are this are this really the five we're going with? <laughs> so... I'm with you, man. This is like, like there's other games that are like, you put your nuts on the table, your big balls. Like we don't have to do Minnesota to like, that's like, that's what I mean. That's why like last week I was second guessing the Dolphins one. Cause I, it's just, I hate going against Russ. And like, I hate being in the spot again where I'm do, trying to do it for us again. So I'm with you. Let's just stay away. I don't want to put Minnesota. You in. know what we need? Matt Mitchell, our producer, he is going to have to create a big balls better the week. <laughs> <laughs> game where we are just putting our nuts on the table. I think it's going to be the Giants. I think in the spirit, in the spirit of the big balls bet of the week, we might have to make it the Giants. I might even put a little taste on the money line on the Giants. That are that are the Eagles. That the because the Eagles is even more insane. Because like everyone loves Pittsburgh right now, and everyone is just like the Eagles are banged up in their trash. So that might be the biggest one. 
All right. Meanwhile, the Saints apparently only play in primetime because they're back on Monday night. They're seven and a half point favorites against the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert. I don't have a read on this game. It's a weird number for me, kind of not indicating anything. I don't see any value. Convince me otherwise. I hate back in rookies and primetime games, especially uh, especially where it's back-to-back road games for the Chargers. But I still, even last week with Drew Brees, I still am not seeing what I need to see from him. He still doesn't look right. So we'll wait and we'll see what danger report is before we even think about putting this one in. But if Michael Thomas is out again and the chargers are full go, because right now the chargers, they might be down. I want to say it's three offensive linemen. I want to wait and see what the deal is with their O line, but I would take the seven and a half of the chargers, but I'm not going to put this one in the competition yet. All right. So that's the slate right now. And don't forget Go rate and review the podcast. We're going to come back in a second. I am going to announce the winner of last week's phrase that pays. This week's phrase that pays to win a free Action Network hoodie. Uh, Simon says, I'm sorry for, uh, and he's apologizing to me, which is gracious of him, considering he's giving us his time and his advice and his wisdom uh, for not putting the Browns in our final five. Uh, And so right now in our final five, We have our first Thursday night pick of the week, the Bears plus five and a half. We are considering, we have two bet your balls picks of the week right now. The Eagles plus seven against the Steelers. The Giants plus nine and a half. We might want to go money line against the Cowboys. So Bears, Eagles, Giants. Two other games we're considering. Rams minus eight against the Washington football team. Miami plus eight against the 49ers right now. Other games, other games we're thinking about. We're thinking about. Ravens as huge favorites uh, against the Bengals. I might love this game. I might fall in love with it, but we're waiting for the number to move. I think at some point we're going to talk about the Ravens line moving and we're going to want that one. I bet. Houston, because we want to bet against, we want to bet on new coaches and uh, maybe the Browns as we get to it. But those are, those are the games. The Bears, Eagles, Rams, Dolphins, Giants, Ravens, Texans, Browns. You can get all this in the Action Network app. Just go to the Action Network app on Sunday morning. Follow Simon Hunter. I will put all those picks there on Sunday. It's time for the phrase that pays winner. Here we go. The phrase that pays. This is from, reminder, Simon says, I'm sorry. Put that in the review that you give us when you rate And when you subscribe, we will choose the winner to get a free Action Network hoodie. The winner this week is Frank, a.k.a. Gambling Tank. We are still missing the best-selling author and bookmaker of the world, Bob Scucci. With that being said, Simon Hunter, the professional gambler, not the British actor, the guy that somehow got a job working on the set of Jersey Shore, has stepped up and been a pretty good replacement. After going two and three two weeks ago, Simon said, we bounced back, which is true. But he also said the Redskins were the right side. Uh, all in all, if you like winning money, this is the podcast for you. You feel like you know Simon and Chad personally. Gambling Tank, Frank. Listen, you got to reach out to Matt Mitchell, matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com so you can get your free hoodie. We got to make a grade this week. That's all I can say. Yeah, and don't hate us. We use our bye week, people. Yeah, don't hate us. That's right. Don't hate us <laughs> if we use our bye week. I'll still put picks in the app. Don't worry. For Simon Hunter. 
This has been The Favorites from the Action Network. Download from Spotify, from iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. 